Daily Dribble. And welcome back to the Daily Dribble podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet. Absolutely delighted to be to be back, should I say, once again for another massive episode. It has certainly been a frenetic week. I, I use that word quite a bit, frenetic. But it has been a frenetic week, to say the least, with on-court and off-court action no bigger than the trade involving James Harden to the LA Clippers, which I'll touch on momentarily. But what a week it's been. I truly do. I say it. Partly being a content creator, but partly just as a fan, I love the NBA. I really, really do. There is never a dull moment. And as a content creator, it serves um, as probably the best league to cover, I I would think. I know quite a lot of people who make content for various sports and things of the kind, but I don't think there's anything greater than the NBA. The storylines, the action, the drama, it is, again, to use that word, it is frenetic 100% of the time, and we love it. Before we get into the show, though, guys, a big shout out to both Stadium Scene and The Cover, both those networks continuing to do wonderful things for not only us, but a whole host of other content creators in and around Australia, New Zealand, the US and Canada. So very, very thankful of all their hard work and support of us and certainly look forward to uh, continuing to be a part of both those networks. Let's not stand on ceremony. As I said, a big episode. So we'll rattle off a couple of quick points before we get into the bulk of the show, starting with... What has undoubtedly been the biggest talking point over the week, James Harden officially getting his wish and joining up with the star-studded lineup out in LA, the LA Clippers. This deal was as follows. The 76ers received Marcus Morris, Nicholas Batum, Robert Covington, KJ Martin, a 2028 unprotected first-round pick, which is highly coveted there, two second-round picks and a pick swap. Going back to LA was James Harden, PJ Tucker and Philip Petrusev, who has since been moved on to the Kings there. What a huge move. It was a huge move and thus solidifies the Clippers as having, in my opinion, arguably the most star-studded starting five in NBA history. If it's not it, it would certainly be up in the top couple, that's for sure. Now, you look at their starting five now of, of Harden, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Navika Zubac. That is, that's as good as it gets. Not just this year, but... You know, if you look back in the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years, there's not been many better starting fives than that. Um, So very excited to see how that plays out with them. That being said, I do have my concerns. There is only one ball. Uh, They've sacrificed a lot of depth here, a lot of depth that's, um, you know, I I think pretty reasonably high high caliber there. Marcus Morris, Batum, Covington in particular, that's quite a lot of talent they're losing. Um, quite a lot of depth they're losing as well. That being said, they have their ceiling certainly higher. I think their floor is probably the same as what it is now. But that being said, they are going to have to stagger these minutes. They're going to have to do an excellent job, should I say, of staggering these minutes appropriately to ensure that everyone gets their touches. There's a lot of ball-dominant, I guess, almost box stat focus players here, uh, for lack of better words. Everyone's going to want to touch the ball. Everyone's going to want to be involved at all points of the game. So staggering these minutes and finding out the best combination to any given time is going to be key over the next couple of weeks. Um, and as I said, just about the depth there, a few of these players, notably Kawhi, Paul George, they've, they've had their injury concerns. What's, what's helped them in the past is that depth that the Clippers possess. Now that it's a little bit lighter on, 
if injuries if injuries crop up, this could be quite detrimental just for their season. Um, in terms of not having the depth there to replace and replenish what's been lost, so um, I think it could cause havoc later in the season, pending those injuries. But if not, uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how it goes. This team, since those acquisitions a few years ago of Paul George and Kawhi, haven't quite reached ex- expectations as of yet. Certainly not mine or Stevie Bulmer's there, who's forked out a lot, a lot of money there out in LA. This really feels like as good a chance as they're probably going to get to win it all just with you know, this core that they've got aging, with the league as a whole getting better, it's not getting any easier to win titles. So if they're to do it, I think this is the year. Um, whether they do or don't, I'll, I'll touch on that in coming weeks, but they're, uh, they're poised in a very good spot at the moment. So let's see how things play out in LA there. Kings all-star guard De'Aaron Fox sustained a moderate sprain of his right ankle during the week, likely to miss a little bit of time, it doesn't look too serious, though, and from all reports, should be back within the coming days. Um, it's, he missed their game that's just in the... Oh, no, it's just finished against the Rockets there. Um, he should be back within the coming days, though. That being said, just wanted to highlight the, the strides he's made over the last 12 to 24 months. Last season, he was an all-star, reigning clutch player of the league. In itself, phenomenal. He's continued to take that to another a whole nother stratosphere. He's averaging 31.5 points, 4.5 rebounds, 6 assists to start the season. He is, in my eyes, one of the most fun players to watch. And the way he's going, he's, again, looking, looking in good shape very early days for an all-star spot. Um, but also, if you were uh, felt so inclined to, to throw a wager, he would be paying very dark horse money for a little MVP run. Now... That is extremely, you know, a big, big just what if. Um, it would involve the Kings probably winning 50 to 55 games, cup, uh, you know, home court advantage, you'd think, and to continue those numbers on. But with the way he's started, he just looks like he's taken that next step into bona fide superstar player. Again, how long will it last? It's only a small sample size at those current levels at the moment. But, uh, yeah, you can't help but notice someone who's doing as good of things as he is. Another guy who's had a just incredible start to the season is Cam Thomas. Now, he started his 10th career game on Friday, scoring 17 points. Over those 10 starts, he's averaged 29.1 points per game, the most of any player to de- debut in the NBA since 1970 one passing Michael Jordan with 27.3. So across his first 10 starts in the league, Cam Thomas holds the highest average points per game, which is just startling to say the least. Uh, I put up a reel the other day. If you haven't already seen it, be sure to check out our socials, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. I put up a reel just about the uh, the potential of him winning sixth man of the year, just based on his opening couple of games. The way things are looking, though, I might have to change my tune, and that just shows how quickly things can evolve and change within the NBA. The way he's going, it looks as if most improved is probably more likely on the cards. Since coming into the starting lineup, he is just fit like a glove. Uh, I don't see any reason as to why the Nets wouldn't keep him in that role. Um, So I think winning sixth man, he's almost going to be undone by his own productivity and, and fantastic form at the moment. But another player, I said it last week, Continue to keep an eye on him. Only good things coming, I think, for Cam Thomas. And um, I don't know, 
if I had to, if I had to get, have a guess at the over-under, let's say one, if he has a 50-point game this season or not, I would say yes at this point. Um, the way that guy can cook and just score points at will and in a hurry, he's, uh, he's probably one of the hottest commodities in the league at the moment. So cont- I'm going to continue to pay very close attention to Cam Thomas and, uh, as I said, maybe change my tune from sixth man of the year to most improved player at this point in time. Okay. This was absolutely absurd to me during the week. Patrick Williams is seeking a $200 million contract from the Chicago Bulls. It's just a ridiculous number in its own right. When you add it to the fact across his first four games this season, he was averaging five points, three rebounds, one and a half assists per game. He actually came off the bench the other day in their loss, in the Bulls loss there. Um, and that being said, across his career, he's only averaged nine and a half points, four rebounds, and an assist and a half a game. Is this man dreaming? $200 million. Now, I spoke last week about some of the probably unwarranted contract extensions going around at the moment. This would have to be one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. I know inflation of wages and salary is at an all-time high. But if this guy's seeking $200 million, just about every goddamn player in the league should be hunting at least 150. He is not getting this. If the Bulls give him $200 million, I would just be flabbergasted. Um, it's, I'm, I'm all for uh, kind of being your own biggest advocate. I, tr- I try and be my own. There's also a little point where disillusion comes into the, uh, you know, there's, there's being confident and there's also being just completely delusional. I think he's starting to fall into the ladder at the moment. Uh, that being said, I'd love to. I'm just going to give a shout out and kind of pose the question to our resident Bulls fan, Caleb Apex Fraser, doing awesome things as well in the basketball podcasting community in his own right, as well as his music endeavors. As our resident Bulls fan, I'd love to hear what you think, mate. Are you giving this guy $200 million? I know for me, I'm certainly not. Um, but again, you might feel a little more strongly towards him than I do. So I would love to hear from you, mate. Likewise, any of our other listeners. Do you think Patrick Williams is worth $200 million? Let me know. I would love to hear your thoughts on this one. If anyone says yes, I would love to know why. Do you see the, that upside potential in him? Does he have all-star level written on him? I don't think so, but again, try and sway me. I would love to hear from you guys out there. Okay, let's push ahead. Daily dribble. This week, I wanted to have a look at some of the teams flying and some of the teams flopping in the early stages of this season. Thus, I've picked one team for each category from each conference based on where I thought they would be. Are they are they surpassing my expectations or falling well short at this point in time? All the kind of notes I've got and records are prior to today's game, so I haven't taken anything that's happened on Sunday here in Australia into account. Um. But let's get into it. I've, as I said, I've got one from each category from each conference. Normally, I start with the East. I'm going to start with the Western Conference today, and we're going to start with the team that's flying in my eyes, the Dallas Mavericks. Now, they started their season with four straight wins before going down yesterday to the Nuggets, 125 to 114. They have looked electric to start the season, due in big part to Luka Doncic. He has been everything and more for them to start the season, playing like an MVP candidate. Across the opening couple of games, he's averaging 34 points, 10.5 rebounds, 9.5 assists, elite, elite numbers, even by his standards. We've almost become accustomed to seeing it. 
But this guy just continues to surprise and get better. And the big, 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 big factor that's made it all that much better is it's contributing to winning in the early early stages of this season. So, um, again, he's probably a guy that I think is almost as stupid as it sounds, gone under the radar a little bit with all the talk, a lot around Jokic and Bede, Giannis, Tatum, all these guys. Luca's almost, I think, slid down those kind of those rankings a little bit in some people's eyes. But what he's doing at the moment is second to none. Some handy performances from rookie big man Derek Lively the second and new signing Grant Williams have also been handy catalysts for their early form, I believe. With Kyrie back into the lineup now, though, it'll be interesting to see whether this helps or hinders the team. He is a very big personality. Uh, we know what a talent he is with the ball, probably one of the best handles in the league, even still. Uh, he made his return yesterday with 22 points, seven assists, four steals there, should I say. Um, great to see him back, but how that will actually impact Luca? Luca's a guy who needs the ball. He needs the ball to be damaging. With Kyrie on the court, takes the ball off him. One of them's going to have to play off ball a little bit more, or they're going to have to stagger their minutes even even greater than what they did yesterday. Um, but stoked to see him back. Stoked to see the Mavs doing well. Is it sustainable at the moment? Not entirely sure. With the roster they've currently got constructed, um, I don't know how far they can go, but loving what I'm saying. Loving seeing Derek Jones Jr. just ball out, and his, his hops are ridiculous. I would give anything to be able to jump like that, man. Um, but yeah, as I said, nevertheless, the Mavs are flying at the moment. He's hoping that can continue. My goodness, I am just on a side note. Like, what are we now? We're coming into spring, yeah, summer, nearly summer here in Australia. Hey, for, I don't know if it's hay fever, if I've got a bout of the cold or flu or whatever it is this week, but when you've got like the old uh, blocked schnoz, nasally voice, sore throat, there is just nothing worse. So hoping this one's not coming across too nasally. My voice is nasally at the best of times, but I don't think uh, my current predicament here is helping me. So let's uh, let's let's push on. I keep feeling like I've got a sneeze. There's nothing worse than trying to hold it in, which I'm I'm trying to do at the moment. So uh, forgive me if I do do let one out. Uh, moving on to a team that I think's flopping, the Memphis Grizzlies. And the question I have is the Grizzlies season already over? It certainly looks that way in my eyes. They've started their com- campaign zero and six, and with how competitive the West is, there could already be no way back. With Jar missing those opening 25 games, Stephen Adams out for the entirety of the season, always knew it was going to be difficult. Yet with adding Marcus Smart, Derek Rose, thought they would have enough guard depth to at least be competent. Yeah, they have just taken an absolute trip off a cliff. And as I said, there could already be no way back. They've lost games that they should have won. They've lost to the Pelicans, Nuggets, Wizards, Mavs, Jazz and Blazers. There should have been at least three wins in amongst that. You would you would say you'd you'd look at those games and think the Wizards, the Blazers, and either probably one of the Pelicans, Mavs, or Jazz should have been a win as well. Um, that's that's well well below par. It's it's just it's criminal to be honest. Um, you know, I said last week, and it's kind of gotten worse since then. That the Grizzlies seem to be that one team. I always my predictions are always a little bit low. They always come out and just piss on what I've got to say, whether it's finishing outside the playoffs, a bottom feeder playoff team, 
They come out, clinch a top two, three, four seed, whatever the case may be, over the last couple of seasons. But this might be the year that they fail to live up to everyone's hype. And um, they're going to they're gonna have to hope and pray that when Jar comes back that he goes nuclear. That's essentially, essentially for them at this point in time, it is going to be about limiting the damage. Try not to fall too far behind, further than what they already are. You know, zero and six. They've already got a bit of a hole they're in. Their main objective now over the course of the next 19 games is keep things afloat, keep in touch, rack up a couple of wins, and just hope that their season's not over by the time their star guard comes in. You know, Giles great. He's fantastic. Love everything he does on the court, but he's only one man. And even he, I think, if things get too far out of hand, their season could well and truly be over before it's even really begun. So they are a team for me that is flopping the Memphis Grizzlies. Heading out east, a team in my eyes that's flying is the Indiana Pacers. Now, they've started their season three and two. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, they went down today. I didn't include it. They went down today to the to the Hornets by a point. Um, so thus now three and three. But as I wrote this, three and two. I love the work they've put in over the last couple of seasons, and that's continuing to flow into this year. They are so fast, so dynamic. I spoke about their ability to put up points at will. Miles um, Turner has a new lease on life. He's been a huge catalyst in their early season success and was a huge reason as to why they beat the Cavs the other, on Saturday. Had 27 points, nine rebounds, two steals, two blocks, including a monster one on Evan Mobley there down the stretch to put them in the driver's seat to win this game. Tyrese Halliburton, you guys are probably going to get sick of me talking about him. He might be one of my favorite players within the league. The guy is an absolute stud. In that game, had 18 points, 13 rebounds, uh, 13 assists, should I say. Across the season, he's averaging 19.5 points, 4.5 rebounds, 12.5 assists, and that's only going to go up after the performance he put in today. Now, it might not quite have been the result they were hoping for. As I said, they went down by a point to the Hornets, But Halliburton had 43 points, 12 assists, 14 of 21 from the field, 8 of 12 from three. The guy's just cash. The guy's cash money, loving everything about him, the way he carries himself, the way he does it um, as not only a lead scorer, but also a lead, the leagues, the league, should I say, the league's leading playmaker. Um, He is just such a talent, such a talent. I can't wait to see how his growth and development continues because I really think the sky's the limit with this guy. With Matherin, a, a reinvigorated Obi Toppin, Bruce Brown, Buddy Hield, Naismith, and around Turner and Halliburton, this team is exciting, and I think will surprise quite a couple of people this year. I, would, I certainly wouldn't be surprised to see them finish top six in an automatic playoff spot, probably overs for a lot of people and pundits going into the season. But what they've shown so far and the way they go about it, the talent they've got, the role players they've got, I think they're must-watch TV. They are super, super exciting, uh, and I think it's going to cause a lot of teams' headaches. So in the Eastern Conference, the Indiana Pacers are flying, flopping the Toronto Raptors. Now, they've started their season 2-4. and four. Hasn't been totally horrific, but it just looks like for me so far some key personnel has dropped off, namely Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi. Not inspired a hell of a lot of confidence in me thus far. Their depth, I think, is a a big concern and has been the last couple of years. They've got a competent 
probably seven, maybe eight deep, uh, that's actually going to see legitimate court time. Don't want to be all doom and gloom, though. I give big props to Dennis Schroeder and Scotty Barnes. This season, he has been phenomenal. He's gone to 21.5 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. That, that That's like an elite level. That is elite level. He's firmly asserted himself as the team's number one player so far. That being said, for me, I just worry this team's going to some way... They, they could do, they're just going to find themselves in no man's land. I think they might have missed their opportunity. I think the window's closed where they could have got maximum value for OG and Siakam. Uh, from here on out, whether they keep them, whether they look to offload them, I think they've done themselves a disservice by not cashing in when they should have last last year. Um, but to each their own. Uh, they need to get a wriggle on, though, and capitalise on this form of Barnes. Now, it's not a huge sample size what he's doing at this level, but when you've got a guy, a young guy playing at that level, you need guys to go with him. You need guys to support him, mentor him, nurture him, and actually help get some wins on the board. I just don't see where it's coming from for the Raptors at the moment. As I said, the last couple of weeks, the East is as strong as it's been in recent times. And the Raptors are a team that could well fall off the pace very, very quickly, I believe. They're either going to make some big off-season moves or they've got to get a much, much, much greater level of production out of OG, Siakam, um, Purdue as well, for that matter. As I said, I think I think Schroeder, the new acquisition there, and Barnes are being fantastic. But two men can't carry this team. Um, so I worry about the Raptors there. Recapping, guys, my flyers and floppers to start the NBA season, 2023-2024. I've got the Dallas Mavericks and the Indiana Pacers as teams that are flying. And I've got the Memphis Grizzlies and the Toronto Raptors as teams that are flopping thus far. Will these teams hold true? Will they continue their form? Will they be able to turn things around if you're a team flopping? Who knows? Certainly looking forward to keeping a very close eye on all those teams over the coming weeks. Um, I'm certainly look forward to doing this again in a few weeks' time. Till then, though, guys, I'm going to go get myself a couple of couple of throat lozenges, maybe a bit of nasal spray. That stuff sucks as well. If you've used that before, that's a horrible, horrible time. Nothing nice about that. Um, but hoping to come back refreshed, recharged, and hopefully a clean bill of health as of next week. But as the expression goes, the show must go on. So I certainly appreciate you guys tuning into this one. If you want to continue to stay up to date with all the latest news from the NBA and the NBL, Hit the link, hit the link in our description, NBA, NBL, get it on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, The Daily Dribble, where you're keeping you up to date with all the latest news. So hit that like, that subscribe button, so as to never miss another thing. Guys, till next week, I'm going to let you go, go get a couple of tissues, take it easy, enjoy some bowl, I can't wait to talk to you again next week. Till then, take care guys. <laughs>